to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. With your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rotten about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though... If you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. a science thing, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed it is. It is a science thing. It is a science place. It's a scientific fact. We're all up in your face. It is time for the one, the only, Protonic Reversal. Uh, This is a very special show. They're all very special shows, but this is a very special show with a good friend of mine, secret and explicit, Mr. Dale Crover, and I'm very excited to have him on. Uh, Of course, the Mighty Melvins, he has a kick-ass new record uh, under his own name himself and it's called ratatat ratatat tat actually technically i think i'm missing a tat <laughs> and he's a returning guest to the show uh what does it to say about the mighty melvins well they are fantastic i'll start with that they are notable they are uh, badasses they are legends and mr crover is in my mind one of the best drummers of all time. Easy. Easy parts easy. He's also just a great musician, great guitar player. This should be a good time. Looking forward to talking to him about the new record, the uh, Melvin's live streams stuff that's happening, all those things, all those lovely things. Uh, a bunch of episodes of the show are going to be quote-unquote dropping into the podcast feed if you are someone that listens only to the free feed. I guess be aware. Watch your podcast feeds. I don't even know what I'm what I'm saying right now. But otherwise, yeah, we're doing this show right now. And I'm, I'm very excited to uh, have Mr. Crover on again. He's only been on the episode. He's only been on one other episode. Uh, one other episode on his own. Uh, another time with Buzz, and then he was on the, uh, the Speed Round uh, 100th episode. So a lot's happened since then. Thanks to everyone for subscribing to the show. It helps people find it. Uh, thanks also to folks who have posted a review for it, like on iTunes or whatever, as people find reviews, things along those lines. It's uh, It helps a lot. It helps quite a bit. And that's something that I don't take for granted in any way, shape, or form. You know, it's not about an ego trip, but it is nice when people enjoy the show, when people find something in the show that that they like. That's nice. That's nice. We like that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Reversal helps the show. $1 a month gets you earlier access to the episodes. So that's how that rolls. Let's start us off with one of the songs on the new Dale Crover record. What should we listen to? Let's listen to I Can't Help You There.
you there by mr dale crover on ratatat tat the uh, the new record on joyful noise there's a there's right i i uh, i dropped a tat when i uh mentioned it earlier i felt very bad we regret the error is what i'm trying to say you gotta roll your r's too <laughs> welcome to the show man it's been a little bit hey thanks for having me thanks for having me on again yeah it's been a while yeah, so you, we talked towards the beginning of this pandemic. Yeah, exactly. We it's, I realized it was some. It's been some insane amount of episodes since you've been on last. But it really, from a time you're perspective, you're nonstop. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. You know what I'm gonna do? It's 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 this or just stare at the wall. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of a kidding on the square sort of thing there. But uh, yeah, but. You're one to talk, man. I mean, you've been you've been making good use of the quarantine times. You've recorded the, the new record mostly during quarantine, right? You got some videos and uh, you know things. Yeah, like most of that stuff was done, except for some minor things and mastering. Um, but yeah, then since since uh, then we've uh, done a video for the album, and uh, you know, it got delayed a little bit just because. Well, we were hoping this shit would be over, <laughs> you know, and that we could do, actually do some touring or something. But, um, you know, once that became apparent that that wasn't going to happen, then it wasn't that delayed. It would have been out in summer and it came out, um, 
oh, I guess we're, where the hell are we now? We're <laughs> we're in a whole new year. Yeah, this is 2021 now. Months. Time is know. a meaningless construct. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I guess it doesn't seem like it, it was that delayed, but uh, but whatever. It came out and and it's doing okay considering, which is cool. You know, I got on the charts. Yeah, I saw my farts. I got on the charts. It's uh, wasn't it like best new alternative artist or something along those lines, which is hilarious. No, yeah, no isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm new. I'm alternative. Best new music. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you know, I know it doesn't really it doesn't really mean much nowadays because you know it's not doesn't really equal a bunch of record sales, but it's a cool brag. Whatever. You know, I'll take it. Yeah, was it Bright Screen Murder <clears throat> um, that charted? Uh, at some point, like sometime back, right? Uh, I'm trying to remember. That's kind of when they sort of changed it to modernize. Yeah, I think that's that was yeah the first time Melvin's ever charted was with that record, and that's that was when we knew it was all over. <laughs> and it's like it's, it's okay. It's totally totally meaningless. <laughs> that, that's a spirit. Uh, so yeah, it was still it was still nice to see. It was it was it was like oh wow, that's so oh, yeah. cool. Well, I mean for us it was just like oh another thing that we got to put the nail in the coffin of. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know we're 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 the death dealers. The, the, you know exactly. So that's that that best new music or best new alternative artist is asterisked with that. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. when, when I think it's funny is being in the alternative charts is for me the the new one kind of seems very much like a rock record and that's not surprising to me at all like but it seems like just kind of a weird rock record and not even that weird I mean no offense but I mean not like Captain Beefheart weird you know like right no that's it's funny that's what um, Carl from Joyful Noise is like people keep saying it's a weird record and it's like well, it's, I guess it's it's weird compared to like I don't I don't know what's what would be on the charts that's like completely vanilla plain yeah so sure versus miley cyrus <laughs> um, okay maybe you know. <laughs> but then I've, I've right but but I've, I've gotten some really funny ones you know it's either like uh totally uh weird and experimental or easy listening <laughs> easy listening <laughs> yeah yeah there was a couple that were like like easy, easy uh, this is like easy listening you know i mean maybe Sure, easy listening compared to like, well, you know, like Throbbing Gristle or something. Yeah, like if you that, listen to Marisbo, it's you know? very easy listening, I'm sure. But you know, like, okay, well, exactly, sure. So, <laughs> I mean, I think maybe these people were into stuff like that, you know, and it was like, yeah. So, or like, like classic rock or something, you know, which I'm like, I or jazz. Jazz was another one. <laughs> jazz, um, okay. but yeah, I guess it's you know. Well, I you know. People are going to hear whatever. I, I hear a little Coltrane maybe <laughs> in, uh, um, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. yeah no, yeah, I yeah. don't really hear any Coltrane. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to say, like, I, I love Coltrane. Not not to be a dick, I don't hear that at all. But uh, but it is something where I think just there there is very little. Like, I, I feel like if there if there's a people talking about a rock record, there has to be this Im- sort of implied like, oh, rock is back, and so and so was, br-, you know, it's like attached to all these other like nonsense things. Like people don't think of the fact that rock can be like a living entity that can uh, kind of grow and change and bring influence from other things. And I guess, uh, I guess, what I'm driving at that is sort sure. of like that. That I feel like yes. with 
Yeah, with with a, I mean, with the record, I think that like you know, it is a rock record, but it's it's very much coming from your voice, coming from your informed experience, and it's something that uh, I don't know why it's so shocking to people that rock music can be inventive or just not like I don't know, Aerosmith cover band. <laughs> I was just guessing what I was going at with that long rambling thing before. It's just saying it's a, it's it's basically a weird rock record. Like it, it, in the, sure. the fact that like depending on what your frame of reference is, like I think it's basically just a rock record. In the fact that you know there's verse, first chorus verses, there's you know bridges, things along those. There's a song that kind of sounds like the Beatles, you know, cheap tricky kind of kind of stuff. Uh, it doesn't sound like you know, crazy, unhinged, uh, you know, bizarre compositions that have like, you know, 12 minute passages and things along those lines. It's, it's, it's a fairly easy to understand record with hooks and verses and choruses and things like that. It's a nice progression from my last record. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, on that last one, we talked about that last time, but that was sort of driven by doing the, um, Originally, you did that that crazy. Uh, the, how do you describe it? the record where you like had the, the different holes you played in different places to? Uh... Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the lathe cut record that has uh, different spindle holes and and is see through and has these grooves that looks like it doesn't play, <laughs> but it does. Magic. Yeah. It looks like <laughs> it looks like when um, like somebody's like destroying their overstock and they like drill holes in it, like throw hard drive or something yeah. along those lines. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this this one right. wasn't conceived with that kind of thing in mind. This this was conceived with like uh, you know, hey, let's let's do some more songs and uh, you know, like no, yeah, but it does have a companion disc that's like that that goes along with it. And, that came out first. And did you find that the plan sort of presented itself as you went, or was that more just kind of uh, you had like a grand overarching vision to begin with on it? No, we didn't have a major plan other than just to do another record. And then everything else fell in place. Because since then, you of course have done Dale Crover Band. You've you've have Mindy playing drums. Oh yeah, yeah. Steven. I mean, right. he played he played on the, the other record too, didn't he? I remember that. Steven did. Yeah. yeah. Steven did. He played on a couple of songs on the last record. So he played on almost everything on this one, except for maybe one song, in which Dan Southwick played on. Right. You know Dan. Uh, I, I do. I, the Mighty Altamont. That's a. Uh, uh, Yes, so, that, that, always a great band and much uh, undiscussed, too too under discussed. I don't know, not talked about enough. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst the pantheon of you guys, expanded universe. Uh, so you, but the, I, where I'm driving at with this is that like you had done shows and stuff since then. So you kind of have. Did you find that the yeah, band was, right. and the songwriting was like developing its own voice apart from just like, well, let's throw this against the wall and see what sticks kind of mindset or. I mean, we didn't write anything together or anything like that. Well, that's not true. Mindy and I worked on, I can't help you there together. Um, and recorded it. We recorded that one. That might've been one of the only ones that I recorded. Mm, I'm trying to think. That one for sure was one of the first songs we worked on for the record. And I had her, yeah, I had her play drums. <laughs> um, and as, she's only on a couple of, of the songs, really. And I made her play other things other than drums anyway. I made her play saxophone on one song. Nice. So, um, but uh, um, yeah, most of them I just kind of wrote myself and, and worked on them myself. Just that's, you know, when I had time. <laughs> in between doing everything else that I that I do with with Melvin's and Red, and Red Cross, so um, 
you know, I worked on everything and then just had those guys come in and do stuff on top of it pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like Steve, I, I, and I would, I would do, I didn't do everything at once. You know, I would do a few songs here and there. I have Steve come in and play bass on it, finish it and do some more songs, you know? So it wasn't like, it wasn't done like in one session. It was done, you know, multiple sessions spread out probably through a year and a half or so. Do you find yourself starting with the guitar or actually just starting with the drums? Depending on what kind of song it is. Hmm. You know, if it's a guitar song, then it starts with a guitar. <laughs> if it's a drum song, it starts with drums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very that's very sage wisdom, Mr. Krover. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess the more regular songs or whatever, I, I'll record guitar first. Um, and And lay that down and then go play drums and then go back and maybe replace the guitar or just add more guitar or whatever, you know, um, then vocals always come last. But then there's a few songs on this record where, um, I actually recorded, I even did demos on GarageBand. Thanks to you giving me that little, uh, hookup thing so I can record guitar. Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah. You know, yeah. You're one of the guys that actually, uh, um, you know, uh, influenced me to, to do stuff on, on GarageBand. Um, oh, really? I used to do four track demos and stuff all the time. Yeah, sure, sure. But, you know, I don't use my four track anymore. And cassettes are, it's just kind of obsolete or whatever. So uh, the GarageBand was pretty easy to get into. And then there's a few songs I even wrote with the instruments that are already in there. And, yeah. you know, even even the drummers that are already there. You know, yeah, the, the drummer in the box that they have is is pretty great. Like, it's, you can always kind of tell. It's like, okay, Logan's supposed to be Bonham, and like uh, Kyle's. But yeah, like, like you can always kind of tell like what kind of drums are going to be based on how the drummer's dressed. It's like, okay, that's the metal dude. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that's the. Uh, the, <laughs> the but then river. I would I would fuck them up. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and then, then you just probably... take them and move them all around and like, all right, let's let's make you do something different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or 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 ream stuff through effects to where I don't even remember what the instrument was to begin with. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, well, and and what I like about that is the technology. Even even since, you know, I first started using it for for our demos, uh, and I gave you that interface. Like it's gotten the 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 drummer in a box stuff was like horrifically bad at first, like joke bad. And it's gotten you know yeah. it's, it's gotten more usable. Let's put it that way. It's gotten usable, and I. I Kudos to Apple for figuring that out. Yeah. Well, even music memos are good for like, I mean, I come up with, you know, instead of having to, and it's great that you can just have, you know, a recorder in your pocket or whatever, rather than like trying to find your, your little recorder to record some guitar bit that you just came up with that you don't want to forget. Uh, And then you can put, you know, with music memos. Oh. And I'll do that. (laughs) So, with the uh, which reminds me, and if, if you're into it, I was kind of do, thinking we would do the thing with this one where we just go through song by song. You can tell me a little bit about each of the songs, uh, you know, maybe where the title came from, uh, any banal minutia or non banal minutia uh, having to do with we uh, can try whatever as much as you can remember. Uh, and the reason why I ask is because uh, you know you mentioned saving riffs in uh, notes like do you have like a song title file or anything along those lines when you think of like a phrase or something like um, yeah I mean I write stuff down that there are potential song titles or whatever um, but 
working with Toshi, it's always good because he'll force you to come up with a song title. <laughs> He's gonna name the file something. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, he'll he'll always get he'll get mad by, you know, he, he won't let you go. Oh, this is called uh, song one. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's not gonna be called song one. No song two. No song four, five, six, seven, eight. It's got a name. Wow. Okay. I wonder if he would have let Funk Forty Nine pass. <laughs> you heard about that, right? How they, I want to hear. They, they originally they were like they apparently they they had that it was just a thing that they kind of had in between, and then they had like multiple iterations of it, and so that's how they just knew it internally. And they're like, ah, well. Oh yeah. Funk 40, I want to hear the other. I want to hear the other forty-seven. Yeah, one through one Because through. isn't there forty-eight? Isn't there, there is forty-eight? 48. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear the other forty-seven. Yeah. So yeah, let, let's uh, let's see how this goes. If it sucks, I'll bail out of it. You know, that's a professional <laughs> broadcaster thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tat tat. Mo clips is the first song, kind of a like a like a moody sort of set piece. Yeah, that yeah. one was um, okay. So I told you that we had done a similar thing with the uh, wave cut vinyl that has the multiple spin holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was one. Of, that was one of the songs for that. Um, Mo Clips is actually a little beach town not too far from Aberdeen, Washington, where I grew up. Um, there's really nothing there besides a general store. Um, the only thing I really remember about it is that it's the first place that I saw a clockwork orange. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very memorable. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did, um, did that blow your mind when you saw that movie? Totally. Well, cause, and I mean, I was already in the Melvins and had been to punk shows and had seen people with clockwork orange t-shirts and I didn't know what it was. And then, um, at this store in Mo Clips, I had a friend that worked there, and they—it was a general store, but small community. They also rented out videos. And while he was doing his shift, he's like, "You could watch, watch some movies in the back room." And I, and I'm like, "Oh, you've got this movie. I've heard of this." And I put it on. I was just like, "Wow!" Yeah, that's you know, that—that's yeah. a hell of a one to sort of like rando watch. <laughs> I mean, I think it's. Still I think I was amazing. Yeah, I was. I was like probably 16, 17, watching that movie, and. Um, and yeah, and it's still one of my favorites. So, um, but the song or title or any of that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> <It just sounds laughs> cool. But if Mo Clips it, was it was a town nearby, then maybe that's you know that that, that that's fine. Derivations and, and deviations are, are always good because I don't think I don't think we've done this with any of your stuff before, and it occurred to me that we haven't. So that's kind of why I was thinking we'd, we'd try that with this. Uh, so second song is like well, if it's oh, well, I'm I'm not done. Oh. Don't, don't, don't. By all means, sir. <laughs> I didn't say I was done. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Oh no, I was going to say, if, if anything, influence-wise, it, it reminded me of uh, 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 Twin Peaks and Moclips oh. being ha- having a Native American name and being very close to a reservation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like that, and that's that totally makes sense mood-wise. That's something that uh, you know, there's there's a lot yeah. of Badalamente style mood setters. Uh, in, in Twin Peaks so, as well. I always, th- I always think of maybe it's because you know I, I was in like uh, high school when I came out, but like I always think of Twin Peaks whenever I think of the uh, of the Pacific Northwest. There's yeah, there's an entrance to the Black Lodge in Moclips. That's really what it is. <laughs> nice, Under- nice and understandable. And now you know. So second song can't help you there. The single we played it earlier. 
Tell me about that song. Yes, yes. Um, uh, sort of a Neil Young sounding song, I guess, with a with a a, a Zeppelin bridge um, and song about uh, um, I guess I don't know being being crazy maybe <laughs> uh, um, seeing things uh, being delusional um, yeah something like that. You're a big Neil fan. The video kind of and and yeah and, and, yeah and, for sure. And you were in the video. You're in one of his videos as Neil Young, which is something right. Neil fans can't say. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Did we ever talk about I that? I can't remember if we've did. talked about that in the show. Uh, I'm not sure. Can you uh, briefly recap how you came to be in a Neil Young video? That's uh, this this is way back when. This is like ninety two something. Like that? Would have been yeah. Whenever yeah. Probably 92, 93. Um, and, well, I had done extra work a little bit um, in San Francisco. They were they did some filming of the, the Doors movie, the Oliver Stone Doors movie. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, do you remember there was, like, a big casting call that was, you know, like, they needed tons of people for, like, a, a, well, the thing I did was, like, a... Um, it was a concert scene outdoors and there's like a big bonfire and it's when Jim is on stage, you know, dancing. He has all these visions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> That's when he gets super Oliver Stoney, so to speak. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Not the only time that happens, and it was, but one of the more notable times it happens. Yeah. They bust about, I don't know how, like a thousand people out to the middle of nowhere um, outside of San Francisco, some secret location to film this. And it was an all night shoot. And I think we, everybody got paid 50 bucks. And, um, but anyway, the agency that did the casting had a phone number you could call to see if there was any work. And um, my girlfriend at the time, after we did that movie, had randomly called to see what was, if there was any, any extra work. And on, the, on their hotline, they said that they needed people for a Neil Young video. And we're like, wow, that's, whoa, that's cool. And, we almost blew it off because we were moving that day and, and you know, like, like carrying boxes all day long. And <laughs> yeah, you didn't feel just, like doing anything but collapsing at the end of that day. <laughs> right. And, and, and the, uh, the extra work doing the, the doors movie was, wasn't super fun. <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah. like, you know, uh, barely worth the 50 bucks. Um, got to stand around yeah, for long think, periods of time yeah. and then like, look like you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it sucked. Um, yeah, we're really. Having and it was fun. An, it was an overnight right, and it was an overnight shoot too. So Ooh, that made it. You know, yeah, I just fell asleep. Uh, but anyway, we went down to this hotel room down south of San Francisco, where their uh, hotel room. I don't know what it was like. They probably rented out some some you know <clears throat> uh, uh, convention room or whatever. And uh, anyway, I walked in and they were like, "Whoa." Hey, do you know that we're looking for somebody to play young Neil Young? I'm like, no. <laughs> well, so yeah, and that was that was quite a surprise, and, and I, I I got the part, and and when I first met Neil Young, I was dressed exactly like him, <laughs> and it was super super weird. Yeah, how did how did, how did the did he did he have anything funny to say, or was it like acknowledged? Oh, totally, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it was like first him staring at me and like telling telling the wardrobe lady like, like, oh, you kind of need to point the the sideburns. They had like fake sideburns. Oh, sure, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have, I couldn't grow the the Neil Young sideburns, 
you know, I couldn't do it that quickly. It was like, you know, okay, shoots in two days. Yeah, yeah. Sideburns on demand is not a thing. <laughs> I didn't have that. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of time to get in shape for the part, you know. <laughs> like, do, do that uh, Daniel Day Lewis method acting. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have showed up with, like, drawn on sideburns. Right, like, right, right. <laughs> I tried to grow them. What do you think of my sideburns? Looks pretty good, um, right? <laughs> right. And then. And then, so, yeah, I met him, and, and he was, yeah, he was really nice. And he was like, okay, so um, I've got some clothes I want you to wear. I've got these pants, right? Um, and let me tell you about these pants, because um, the zipper's broken, right? And But I've got a hair tie that's clipped on to the zipper, and so you, you pull the zipper up, right? And then you clip the hair tie over the button, over the button of the jeans, see? And that's how the zipper stays up, so... <laughs> He's like breaking down the pants logistics. Of <laughs> yeah, right. So that was my first conversation with Neil Young, who was talking about his pants. And, yeah, yeah. And well. The mechanics of them. them. <laughs> it's an important advice when you're going to be in a video. You know, you don't want uh, don't want to be free balling, so to speak, free balling in the right, world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's pretty good, uh, if I do say so myself. So yeah. So so that song's got a, a, a very Neil Young vibe. Um, it, it's it's especially, yeah. but I yeah. The you said the bottom thing since you said it, I'm like yeah. It's totally like like bringing like the Led Zeppelin vibes in that one part. You know, good tune. So yeah, that's I can't help you. There anything else on that one, or should we can we move on? Uh, we can move on. Yeah, we'll be here all night. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, tougher is the is the third song. That was and that was yeah. the first single, if I remember correctly. Right? Is that the uh... that first yes first single and actually last song to be included on the record. We need one more song. And that's the one that actually Dan from Altamont plays on. And it was actually uh, earmarked for an Altamont song, but we poached it. Nice. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, which is fine because I mean, uh, and that's one that actually Toshi wrote the, the music and I wrote the lyrics for. Really? Oh, interesting. Uh -huh. okay. Yeah. There's one other song that's like that on the last record that he wrote the music for. Well, we kind of wrote it together, but, um, but this one he already had. He had like this demo of this song, and 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 I think he thought that he would re-record it. And I'm like, no, that sounds great. I'll just let me put drums on it, and then uh, Dan put bass on it. And I and he he'd already had like guitar, a little bit of guitar, and maybe keyboards on it. And then I remember when we recorded the guitar and bass, um, um, I did like the stunt guitar in that song. <laughs> and um, I just remember, all I remember is like, I don't remember what boxes we were using or how, how we got that fucked up sound, it's, but we were laughing our heads off the whole time. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I want to say it almost sounds like a data corrupt or a bit commander, but I think it's probably stacked with something. Like it's got a, it's, got it's a, something that's, it's something that's, it's broken, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I'll never be able to recreate that sound. It, it, it was, you know, like a, dead battery or something was wrong with something yeah it, like, <laughs> and we just were, we're like that, that's, that's so cool and just it was it was doing i mean i'm playing it but then also and yeah. just explode and so but yeah we laughed a lot when we recorded that that part almost reminds me of um like six finger satellite that band from Rhode Island from way back when they had like some of their records, they had like little interstitial things that kind of were like, and they sort of, they sort of ripped that off from Chrome uh, to a certain degree, but you know, they did their own sort of spin on it. And like, it reminds me of one of those kinds of sounds where like, what the Sam, what the Sam Hill is that? <laughs> it's just not immediately identifiable in any way, shape or form. Yeah. 
So uh, next one up is Stumbler. Oh yeah, that's one of the um, that's one of the uh, 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 Garage Band tracks. Nice. So and nice. and uh, and yeah, and I and when Mindy joined the band, I think she had mentioned that she played saxophone. I'm like, oh cool, <laughs> we'll use that for sure. And so I made her play saxophone on this one. Yeah, because when she plays in uh, uh, Mod Pods, she's kind of a yeah. multi-instrumentalist role, which I've never yeah, seen yeah. them. I've only play- we played with Dangerous CC. Oh, they're great. I still haven't They're seen great. Them. And that's one of the reasons why I got on the band, too, is because, well, I, I, I'd seen them and, and knew that she could do play bass and guitar and whatever. Yeah. So. And uh, interesting so, yeah. drummer, and then, too. Interesting, interesting style and, like, yeah, she's great. You know, I knew, I knew, uh, um, I remember she was telling me that she was looking for people to play with. And so when I was, uh, go, you know, thinking of forming a band and, you know, wanting to get, you know, a, a drummer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is funny. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, she was, funny, she was definitely like, like, uh, uh, probably the first person that came to mind. Yeah. Was she, uh, I mean, those are some big shoes to fill. Like, you know, or, or did you have to like put her at ease? Well, they're not my shoes. I mean, I mean, no, it's perfect, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess it is a new band, right? So, yeah. right. But I mean, just as a musician, and, and I knew that she would be good. I knew that she would be dedicated and, and wouldn't flake. And she's the one that was like, hey, when the fuck are we practicing? Yeah. That's, it, it's you good know? to have so, that person in the, <laughs> on your brain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Let's go. Come on. So she's that person. And, sure. uh, um, oh, um, yeah, I guess I don't know what else I can tell you about that song. Oh, that's fine. I was going to than... move on to uh, Shark yeah. Like Overbite. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's some little jangly riff I had for a while. And I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm like, okay, I'll turn it into a song. <laughs> um, Poppy, pop, probably the, one of the poppiest songs I've ever written, I guess. And um, uh, the title is uh, references uh, a dog we used to have that had a uh, crazy overbite, and oh, when yeah. he was on his back, he looked, he looked like yeah, uh, he a, a, like, a sharky uh, dog. I used, I used he to looked like Jaws. Right, yeah. <laughs> sharky dogs. Yeah, I, but that's I think those are cute. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, see, that's a thing, right? Sharky dogs. I, I think for me, I, I, I've always been able to identify a sharky dog. Like they, uh, I, I met a, maybe I've met an overrepresented amount of sharky dogs in my life. But <laughs> what am I going to say? Uh, yeah, and that and that one. Um, I had something I want to talk to you about on that one, but I forgot. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> so the next one is uh, is it is it supine? Supine is how I found. Oh it. yeah. Right, yeah. Is that how it's because I, that's yeah. what, that's a word I've read many times, but supine. I rarely hear said aloud. Supine, yeah. Supine. That that one came from uh, Joey Osborne, who uh, is the drummer in Altamont. Of course. And he said something about supine. I'm like supine. I never heard anybody say supine. Su- What's that mean? Supine. <laughs> yeah. It's just a uh, fancy ass way of saying that you're laying you're laying down facing up. That's that's, that's right. Basically, <laughs> as opposed to prone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's just a, it, it shows you're very loquacious and you have a good dictionary. <laughs> it's, very, it's very important to establish so, those things. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that one's got the electric sitar on it too. Yeah. Is that? Uh, did you did you just 
That's the Coltrane influence right there. Yeah, I was going to say that's the Coltrane <laughs> for sure. Uh, did you have the idea like, hey, I want to have a sitar or anything? Or did you have a sitar thing? That you no, I mean, that was just a drum track to begin with that was on the, uh, the, the lathe cut. And with the lathe cut stuff, we try to keep it minimal because it's it's in mono to begin with, yeah. and and there's not a lot of space to work with. So uh, the less instrumentation you have on there, the better it's going to sound. And so, um, but with the drum bits this time, I wanted to expand on them after after that and do more. And so, um, you know, that one I knew that I wanted. I didn't know what exactly, and. Um, uh, we recently acquired this electric sitar. Um, I guess, I don't remember this, but Toshi says that I gave him some extra money for something for the studio and said, let's get an electric sitar. <laughs> so I don't, I don't believe him exactly, but, um, that sounds like a conversation anyway, you would remember. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what this studio really needs is a sitar. Yeah, an electric the room sitar. together. Exactly. So no, I don't know. I don't know. But, but, uh, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, we, we, we threw that on there and I, I think it came out really cool. Um, uh, Tosh did this thing where the drums are actually triggering the sitar. Like when the, when, when I, when I hit a drum, it opens up this gate and the sitar comes through. Um, which is kind of like the plan D thing like to a certain degree. Uh, like similar. Again? It's kind of like that, the plan D record, like some of the stuff he does with the. the yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Except instead of the, it, yeah, the drums are triggering the sitar. And it sounds like it's talking. Right. You can, uh, that, that, that's, that's an explain it to a founding father who just traveled in time sort of moment. <laughs> you know, like, well, like, what are you, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing? What is, what is this? Like, you know, uh, I'll never say. We did that one. Oh, no, we didn't do that one. Oh, okay. Um, right. <laughs> Come on, Crover. Get I with think, it. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking. I was thinking it was. Uh, I, I can't help you there. So I'll never say. I'll do this. I'll do that. Um, yeah, that song. Um, that was my favorite. I think on it's the record. Um, I wanted to do an acoustic song. Um, I'd, I'd had part of that for a while, and um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to do a song that was sort of like Andy Warhol by David Bowie. Oh, so that's kind sure. of influence for that. Yeah, yeah. And no, I can totally hear that. That's yeah. awesome. Uh yeah, I think that, that one that one that one jams for sure. I like that. Cool. Yeah. We uh, um well I should mention that there's gonna be this Melvin's T V thing coming out soon. Um volume two. I was gonna ask you about that up. after we were done going through the record, but yeah, go right. ahead. Let's well, I mean, I, I, I quickly, I'll just say that uh, um, that uh, uh, my band's going to open and we do that song. So the DCB. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, oh, and also, I also wanted to say, since you were saying, you know, the I'll do this, I'll do that songs. Uh, I, I always love that with the Ramones, you know, it was always, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And the first positive song was now I want to sniff some glue, which I think is pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question there. I just think that's a nice tidbit of musical knowledge. 
yeah. new I wanna, pharaoh. I want to be sedated. I want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They had they had a shtick and they they stuck to it. And God bless them. Says the atheist. Uh, new pharaoh. Which one is this? I can't remember. Uh, this is the one. Uh, that is a good question. Is it just drums? Uh, <laughs> there you go. Play it. You gotta yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta play songs guess, on your show. I right? guess I could have been doing this the entire time, huh? Uh, didn't even think about it. Uh, let's see. Is this on? I ask you, which, which song is this on my record? Yeah, this is the one with the. <laughs> exactly. It's got the weird like, like wind drums. Is I can't remember like the show. Oh, it's got, no, it's got vocals on the Uh, like, later on? Yeah, it's just, it's just the weird, I think it's just weird drums. I think it's a weird drums in the past. Oh, no, that's what it is, then. Uh, my bad. Uh, what do I know? Okay. This, like I said, this is some bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> the vocals are all distorted and stuff, right? Yeah, it's all that kind of, kind of, uh. Yeah. Like butthole surfing out like, or something, or who, or who, or uh, uh, come on, you know the band, one of your favorite bands. Uh, oh Christ, uh, I've got sparks on the brain. Uh, fuck, I don't know who you thinking of. Who you thinking of? Starts with a B. Starts with a B. Starts with a B. Fuck, I'm totally drawing a blank here. Christ, uh, Brainiac. Brainiac. Ah, fucking, what an yeah. idiot. Christ. I'm gonna kick myself off my own show. Of <laughs> <laughs> course, Brainiac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... yeah. This this song was influenced by Brainiac. Nice. That's new Pharaoh. Now and now and now you know. Now you know. No one's half the battle. Uh, untrue crime, <laughs> which makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that title? I do. Yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a last minute. Because I, I can't remember what it was called before, but I was like, ah, it sucks. So, um, yeah, I don't know. This one, um, uh, this is another one that I kind of started, uh, did a demo for mm-hmm. and ended up liking it. And I, and I think with, I don't, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I was going to say that I just like used the demo and worked off of that, but I didn't. Like we actually, I think we slowed the song down a little bit. And, but it, I mean, it, it basically sounds like the demo but slower and uh, I don't know the uh, uh, Stonesy style song kind of like uh, um, uh, um, oh shit what's the what song I'm thinking of um, uh, shoot now I need to look um, um, I don't know god damn it sorry <laughs> I've lost it I can't, I can't remember I can't remember what, what song that, that I was thinking of but also it, it kind of sounds like this band Angel City oh yeah you were talking, talking about uh, talking about Angel City I was never, I'm not familiar I'm not familiar with them oh yeah they're good you should you should uh, you should check them out they're they're uh, sort of like ACDC ish sort of but yeah. maybe with more of a punk rock singer there's a lot of good uh, there's a lot of good Australian rock and roll there is. There's, there's a, a shit ton. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty good about that rock and roll there down under. Uh, I, I love the, the title on the next one, too, the Bowie mix, because I, I actually, when I had James Williamson on the show, I couldn't help but 
ask him about the uh, the Iggy mix versus the Bowie mix. Oh yeah, because I was like, all right, dude, you probably you know, come on, can we talk about this? But uh, of course, that's and why don't I ask you? What is that in reference to, Dale Clover? Well, that that references my favorite mix of Raw Power. So I, you know, I, I appreciate listening to that new mix, but then I was like, ah, it doesn't make it any better. Yeah. No, it's just constitutionally uh, I was, I'm, I'm, incapable of being played at a low volume. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. in the red. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, or, or maybe I'm just used to that mix or whatever. I like that the guitar is screeching loud. And nothing else is. Yeah. Who mixed that record? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what did, what did James say about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had some thoughts on it. Yeah. That, that was actually, I, I was I was glad that he indulged me in it because I was like, look, I don't want to spend all this time in the past, but you got you to tell me what your thoughts are when you first heard the Iggy mix. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, his guitar is still loud and sounds like that. But, no, no, it's just um, the whole thing's loud. <laughs> It's about the loudest record in the history of creation now. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, and I think I saw recently that he had actually used a Vox amp that was at the studio for that. Isn't that Yeah, crazy? I always imagined, yeah, I always pictured it was like some Marshall just like blasting loud or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and T- Tony was the one who was pushing, you got to ask about it. Please, please. Okay, sure. And then they, Oh, yeah. Well, how could you, how could you not? I mean, that's what he's most famous for, Are you right? Are you kidding me? It's like one of my favorite records of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so next one, Piso Mojado. Is that, was that how you would say it aloud? Yeah, I think so. Piso Mojado. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what that is, right? Don't you? I actually don't. Tell me. Come on. You see oh, it every oh, no. day. I know, but please tell the listeners. <laughs> you do know. Yeah. No, I don't actually know. I'm just doing the, the radio oh, thing. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, I know. Oh, Why don't you of course I know, but please. Yeah. Educate the listeners on this. No. What, 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 what is, it, what is that? Well, it's something that you see every day, or almost every day. Something I see every day. Okay. It means wet floor. <laughs> gotcha. Have you never seen the signs? Um, uh, sure, like if you're at like a rest stop or something. Okay, okay, I get it. All right. Very wet clever. floor. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost called the record that. Well, the, 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 uh, um, the uh the lathe cut is actually called Pisa Mahato and that's one oh, of the okay. songs that was on it. But, yeah, but um, you know gotcha. after I thought about it I, I would I probably would have named the whole record that. But then people would have been going what is that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Floor. <laughs> well when you know, you know, and I guess it's 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 you know that that's a nice little Easter egg for 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 people that pay right. closer attention to signs. I guess I don't know who that's. But apparently not me, but uh, you know I took German. So we can well, well, type it now. Now you have to type it into your search engine and look for images, and then you'll go. Oh. <laughs> do I need to keep my safe search on for that, or can I do that? <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Google, Google it. Google it. Whatever. Uh, so then it's the last song, which is the uh, Kiss Proof World, which is the ending song oh, yeah. of the record. It is, right, yeah. That song, um, probably the oldest song on the record, and it's um, it's one I had, uh, um, I, I came up with it a long time ago and just never finished it. So, But it's, it's really old. Like I would say uh, probably uh, early to mid-90s. 
So it's been kind of just homeless. Yeah, more or less. Something that I forgot about and then remembered again. It's like, oh yeah. So and yeah. And now it's not homeless anymore. Now, now it has a home and it ends a record <laughs> even, which I think it's, it's always, it's always. Uh, sometimes it's it's it, it makes itself known, but I think the last song on a record is very important in, in a lot of ways. It's like how do you how do you start? How do you end? You know, these are important decisions. Yeah. Make. Yeah. Um, that is a good. That it, it was a hard decision because originally that wasn't at the end of the record. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Something else, but we changed it. <laughs> there you go. A tale, a tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's not the only record that's come out recently. You had the uh, the other record you did with Diller too. With um, uh, that's Melvin's right. 1983. Melvin's 1983. Working with God. Yeah. What's that's up with that title? This is month. That, what's uh, what's that title about? Sounded good. I don't know. Uh, Buzz came up with it and showed me the artwork, and I was like, "Looks looks cool." Working with God. It almost sounds like you're subcontracting or something. <laughs> subcontracting with God. <laughs> right. Working. Yeah. Working with him. You know. Like, okay. Well, I mean, you've seen the. Have you seen the album cover? It's got these these crazy tornadoes. So you know. That gives you any indica- indication of, of what working with God is like. So. Uh, right. I mean, especially if you're dealing with the uh, you know, the Old Testament God who would just seem to go off in like these crazy benders in, in these books where it's like, okay, this God sounds like an asshole. He's just like, ah, you know, I'm going to smite you, smite you, you know, like whatever. Right. <laughs> well, he is God. He could do whatever. Yeah, yeah. So who's going to stop him, right? <laughs> uh, and you guys, you guys track that right before – Right before lockdown hit, right? yeah, if I remember correctly, pretty much, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, at least the drums, and then we finished, um, we finished the other stuff. We were recording it right before the lockdown happened, and we had Mike Dillard down here doing drum tracks, and it was right when shit was getting crazy, and all of a sudden we got a little worried that they might shut everything down, including the airports, and we, we so we're like, well, get, let's get your drums done, just do everything. Get it done, and then let's get you home on an earlier flight. So that was that. And then after it was safe enough to go in and work, well, I mean, it was just you know, well, we're really careful about going in and and, and you know, being around each other. So um, we worked on it when we could, when we felt it was safe. Is it cool playing bass for that? Is that a? I mean, you don't get to do that very sure. very often, except for your own show. Fuck yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Not even anymore. No, I make Steve McDonald do it. But uh, um, well, yeah. I mean, if you got Steve McDonald, yeah, right. It's like I can play drums. I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just try to imitate. There, there's one song. There's one song on that record where I just try to imitate his bass playing, and I think I did an okay job. It's a, it was a, a Harry, Harry Nielsen cover on the new record. Is there really? But uh, can you reveal yes. what it is? Um, uh, it's you're breaking my heart. Oh yeah, yeah. So fuck you. <laughs> so fuck you. So it goes along good with uh, um, the fuck around. You've heard, you've heard fuck around. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. So did you ever see that Nielsen you know, documentary? That one that came out uh, like fifteen. Oh years yeah, or something? yeah, yeah. Was it that long ago? I thought it was sooner than that. I think so. No? Like like the one I saw. Yeah, I yeah I saw one a few years ago. That that was pretty great. Yeah, 2006, um, man. That was like 15 years ago, dog. Oh, is it that old? I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. 
you know. Yeah, I liked it. You seem like so, me. Yeah, we never used to have cussing on our records, and all of a sudden now we just have the, the filthy mouth. Yeah. And this, I was going to say, is it Dillard that brings it out of you, or do you think it's now it's time? It's Yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, that version of the band is, is um, uh, forever uh, eighth grade humor. Because <laughs> he's stuck in junior high school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. Bold, bold move to start off with the, uh, you know, the Weird Al style Beach Boys song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Bold but typical. <laughs> These guys. Uh, uh, tell me about the first iteration of uh, Melvin's TV that you did for the New Year's show. Putting that together. Yeah. Did you get it? Did you get a chance to see it? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, I watched it that night. Okay. Great. It was awesome. Great. So, yeah, you know, in, in lieu of doing like talk a full about this? on, we didn't talk in the show. That's fine. Whatever. You know. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and in, in, in lieu of doing like a full-on streaming concert, you can only do one. So we came up with this idea of of uh, and just seeing if this worked off. First off, was like you know five songs. We'll make it five bucks. We'll include some interviews, like we interview our, our, each other. So you know that eighth grade humor comes out for sure. Um, <laughs> some other goofy stuff, and then and then there's also an opening band. And it's kind of like um, a cross between uh, Music Laden, the German TV show that you know, you know the the show where they've got the psychedelic background. Yeah, yeah, it's all trippy um, looking. Yeah, the, <laughs> right. The show that that it's the one where you know Black Sabbath were on there, and they used their backline, the the show's backline of Orange Amps, which caused every stoner rock band in the world to get. <laughs> and orange amp because because of music laden's backline german tv show um, but they had all these great bands I'm, i love all those episodes there's actually youtube channels of that stuff now yeah, so me, me anyway, Tony like, was totally a laney guy uh, and, you know, but yeah right <laughs> uh but anyway it's like a cross between that tv show and you know that and the monkeys you know, but the side and, and it just being over the top psychedelic. Well, and, and yeah, so what I liked about it and I feel like I'm probably a bit of a broken record about this, but I, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of like the camera up in the practice room and playing kind of thing, but I, I like it when somebody does something inventive with it. So I, I like that, you know, yeah, well, we didn't want that. We didn't want to have it like, look, we're in our house, you know, like all the, all the, um, COVID videos just look crappy. You know, yeah, like, exactly. So you, you, you jamming in your living room with some other guys just just looks like shit, you know. And and any of the other ones that I that we've seen too just don't. So we wanted to make it look good. Fucking practice place, right? And so you have the green screen and the the, the graphics are all super you know interesting, kind of cool and weird. Like it's it's produced in such a way that it, it's a it's something to look at. That's not just dudes playing in a practice room. Exactly. Which is boring. Yeah, we get it. You're in a practice room and you're playing. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm a real asshole, aren't I? <laughs> no, but I liked it. I like well, the interview segments too, and like the and the, like the you know the gas station like bit or whatever you want to call it. Like I thought all that it all worked. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was more interesting. Yeah. It was on the more interesting side of something like that as opposed to just uh, I don't know the boring side. Just yeah. yeah. So there's a new episode coming on on uh, Valentine's Day. 
which is coming up pretty soon. And if people want to get it, they go to Veeps, Veeps, right? Is that the thing? Yep, Veeps.com. And there's, yeah. And then you can purchase it. And then it's up for a week, so you can watch it for a whole week. And so it's going to be a Dale Cover band opening. uh, We're gonna we're gonna be the opening band. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it'll be cool. Did we ever talk on the show about when you guys did the the three set thing, like way back when, like when you opened for yourselves? I'm not sure. I don't remember if we did that either. But I I always thought that was very interesting because you had like the sort of the experimental set, and then you had like the new album then you had like all the hits <laughs> is this how right yeah <laughs> i thought that was great that was that was, that was uh pretty unique so oh, first i was like i was like what are they doing <laughs> not like, having right, an opening band <laughs> 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 no opening bands so yeah, which is kind of fun well and that's uh you know i think we've talked about this briefly but like because you guys from elvin's there's so many songs and there's so many even like different eras of songs like you know when do you decide to you know cycle one in or cycle one out or something is this when you feel like playing yeah. it or i guess so i don't know i mean <laughs> or we'll remember an old oh yeah we used to play that one you know yeah so yeah i don't know do you ever like hear songs so maybe that... it'll change <laughs> maybe it'll change now that we've had all this time yeah i was gonna say so so if you have time to reflect on things sometimes like maybe it'll be like hey you know what song's kind of cool that i kind of forgot about was uh you know this one or, or that one or whatever yeah it happens every once in a while do you think that uh well and you have some isn't there there's a is it hostile ambient takeover it's getting like the reissue treatment right now is that right My, yes that's actually that is correct that's a that's probably one of my top five records. You guys, I'd say, I like that one a lot. Okay, what song should we, what song should we play off that record? Uh, the one that's uh, I forget what that's called. Oh yeah, oh god, right, yeah. That it's one, been a long time since we played that one. That one, that one's great. I love, I love that one. Oh cool, yeah, yeah. We haven't played that since Kevin's been in the band. Yeah, that's that, I, I threw that on the other day, and like I was, I was like, oh yeah, this is a really solid record, and it's even got like. A, well, I told the story with anti, like you guys playing with and the uh, anti vermin seed story. Did I tell you this? Uh, I, I, remind me. So no, I was at a but... show. I don't remember. It was at Slim's. I don't remember who you were playing with, but like there was a lot of backwards baseball hats in attendance, and they were like uh-huh. moshing out to, you know, it was like aggro song, aggro song, you know, rock and song, rock and song, rock and song. They were they were, you know, really brody owing it up. And then right in the middle of this, like, bunch of block rockers, you bust loose with anti-vermin seed. <laughs> and, like, you could just, the, the, all these dudes that were just moshing, moshing super hard, just got so bummed out, like, immediately. <laughs> and and me and all the people I were with were like, yes! <laughs> like, it was, because they're all being kind of dicks. They were, like, weren't respecting anyone's personal space. You know, they were just... They were just being backwards baseball hats, as as they do. Right. And I already liked that song a lot, so I was like, "Wow, that's that's a this this one takes a while to develop." Okay, but then after I saw you guys do that live, like in the middle of between all the block rockers, I I was like, "Yeah, that's that's a nice moment." It takes up a lot yeah, of space you know, in the set list, though. <laughs> sure. I mean, but that's fine. You know, I mean, you know, that 
you know, if it's a good song, then that's okay, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, um, I mean, like I said, it, it it was it's up there as one of my cooler, you know, just random rock and roll moments. Like I tell that story all the time, especially whenever the crowd's being, you know, a pack of dicks, where it's like, oh yeah, I got right. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe that record gets ignored a little bit. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to uh, yeah, explore it. I guess. I wish I could remember the name of that song I was suggested, but whatever. That one's great. And I, I think I hadn't heard you play it either, so. And that's also when you had the sign. I know. Well, I know the one that you're talking about. Once you, you do know what I'm that, talking you know. about. Okay, good. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. I, see, I don't know the titles either. Play you know? that one song. But if you go, but if you go like, <laughs> yeah. I can even fucking play it. See, I remember it. Yeah, there you go. That's I, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> no idea. No idea what it's called. But I guess you don't but need see, to. For, 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 for the hundreds and hundreds of songs that we have, and I just told you we haven't played that song since Kevin's been in the band, I remember it. That, that's like see? been, what, like yeah, 20 years or something? You know, not quite, not quite that long, but like 15 a pretty long time. A long yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, gosh. But yeah, that that one's uh I, I'm surprised by how few people kind of uh, talk about that record because I, th- I think that record's really good. I think that was the first one with Toshi too. I think, right? It was. Yep. <clears throat> I think we did talk about that last. Time. I don't remember what we didn't didn't talk to. You. I should listen to this. Show I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't remember what we talked about either. You know, no idea. <laughs> Do you remember uh, we we uh, we talked about um. Martin Atkins last time, and then he ended up coming oh, right, on the yeah. show, which was a, a direct uh, a direct result of this. So I don't know if I oh, great. told you that, but yeah, that was nice. Uh, what other what other songs have you forgotten about? With <laughs> no, uh, what other what other reissues are coming? Is there ever going to be like another senile animal one? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's in the works. Um, I think. Uh, Glowy Portrait Treatments is getting a vinyl release. Oh, cool. Re-release. I was going to say, I have the Boner record, <clears throat> I think, right? Uh, from way back when? E- well, vinyl? Was there a vinyl release? I don't remember. Oh, for, maybe I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking of Ozma. Yeah, because I don't think that, I mean, that one I don't think has had a, a vinyl release, a reissue in, in a long time, if ever. You know, though we, for a long time, didn't really have control of that, um, and there were there were copies coming out of it. So, but not anymore. Yeah, that's so. That's um, is that with the EP too, or is that um, just like on its own? Uh, no, it'll be on its own, just cool. on its own. Yeah. Nice. Is there any other um, like like, and the the reason why I'm kind of asking about all this stuff is I think that it's interesting to me that even without live shows happening, I feel like people are still, for certain bands anyway, like buying records and things along those lines. So then you're in a weird case of like you're almost like an Etsy store or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> selling stuff. Yeah. But uh, and in- there's we have other plans for sure. There's there's gonna be. I mean, we we haven't just been sitting around, you know, doing nothing. So there there's stuff. Can't really talk about it right now, but you know, there's stuff. I'm not gonna push you. It's fine. (laughs) Well, you know, we'll have to have something to talk about next time. Yeah, exactly. We got to save some for next time. (laughs) So when you're uh, 
when you're talking about, like, at, at how many points do you have to, like, cancel tour dates? Like, like when, when like, what, what do you think it's going to take to be like, okay, I feel comfortable booking a tour again? Like, everybody being vaccinated, you know, 70%, Yeah, 80%. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily up to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think... Uh, you know, realistically, it'd be great if, if people can start doing shows in the fall. You know, that, that I think that's kind of the goal. So, but, uh, uh, you know, the, I've been saying this the whole time is, you know, I'm worried about the clubs. You know, hopefully they're going to be able to survive this and, and uh, yeah. there'll be some place to actually play when this is all over. Yeah, you know, I mean. Uh, we've, we've got, uh, we've got uh, you know. Long-standing relationships with with clubs all across the country, you know, places like Slims or Great American or or uh, you know whatever. So, um, you know, hopefully everybody will be able to get to do this and, and we'll be able to play again. Well, in some of those places you've been playing for like decades, like Years. they've been around for forever. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. And then if you think about right. them just being gone, it's like it's like, well, God, is anything even going to take their place? Like, what does that even look like now? Right. Yeah. Like. Like uh, Forty Watt Club in Athens, Georgia. You know, yeah. we've been playing there since one of our very first tours. So, you know, I hopefully they'll be. Okay. Oh, <laughs> man! There you go. That's some. That's some crashing for no reason action. So, uh, okay. There you go. This this is this is what happens when uh, we do it live. Okay, there we go. That was that was fascinating. <laughs> it's my producer trying to give me a hint here uh hey uh but yeah yeah i mean i i think i know what you're saying with the fact that like places where livelihood is live music and like literally can't have congregations of, of large people you know how do you keep the doors open and i've, I've seen like benefits yeah. i've seen like you know benefit comps i've seen um you know lot, lots of stuff like that but it's it's Considering that there doesn't seem to be any easy, definable end date right now because of, you know, don't even have a uh, agreed-upon set of facts <laughs> to work with. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. Exactly. Like, it'd be nice if yeah. we could at least all agree that, hey, this thing is happening. This is a real thing that's happening. <laughs> can, can we agree on that? No? Okay. Thought it was yeah. worth a try. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it still doesn't seem real sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I realize I. It's been almost a year now since we've actually played a show, so uh, that's that's pretty crazy. Is that? Do you think that's been the longest you've? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I think so. Yeah, I would say I can't remember the last time it's been this long since we played a show. Right. I mean, do you find yourself? missing it or are you just enjoying like what was the last time you're, t- you're teaching your kids some uh uh pool was that right remember correctly that we talked i can't remember what we did oh, i don't remember <laughs> like if you picked up any new hobbies remember when everyone was baking bread everyone was like making bread oh like, yeah right yeah oh maybe we're maybe maybe he was learning poker i don't remember ah poker <laughs> yeah, yeah. right so what would you say that uh what would you yeah, say? Everybody was making bread. Yeah, that was a thing, <laughs> man. Remember, and then it's sort of like it was oh, yeah. right. And now, uh, oh, I'm gonna bake now, right? I'm gonna bake a bake bread. And, and then uh, we, I think we did it too, and it was like we did it once. Okay, we did that. Yeah, check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 
And then now it's like, oh, yeah, Reddit's attacking Wall Street right now. It's like, oh, okay, so this is <laughs> a year into it. It's a little bit different now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love what's that. going on? <laughs> I, I love that stuff. That, that's, that makes me really happy to see that. Is this the games GameStop thing? Yeah, I don't yeah, really, everyone I don't, just, you know, manipulating the market, but just people are doing it rather than people on Wall Street. And suddenly, oh, that's not okay. We can't do that. It's like, fuck off. Oh. So now, now they actually figured out how to occupy Wall Street. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different kind of occupy Wall Street, for sure. Right. Uh, can, you, um, can you speak a little bit about, I don't think we, did we talk, uh, you know, I'm going to stop worrying about what we did or didn't talk about. Can you talk about the, um, the Atlantic reissues, like getting those on vinyl? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really... Uh, thanks to uh, Third Man, you know they they uh, commandeered that whole thing. Um, I know that uh, Ben Blackwell, who uh, works for Third Man, um, he's also in the Dirt Bombs. Um, he's related to, to Jack White. Um, he's a big fan, and I think was uh, one of the guys that was that was uh, a big part in getting that done um, because they actually got a hold of Atlantic. And got the uh, master tapes, and and uh, which I guess is pretty hard to get a label to to actually, you know, take their master tapes and, and give them to, to an outside sure. company that would that would that would uh, you know that, something they never really do. But I think they you know obviously trusted those guys to to uh, uh, with the tapes, and um, so yeah, they're true. The vinyl stuff's true, mastered from analog right to vinyl. So you know, if you care about that kind of thing, and um, <laughs> no, there. I mean, there. No, I mean, great. some some people some some people do, and that that's fine. I mean, you know, um, I you know, if you don't if you don't want to have any kind of digital thing at all, it, it, it's true analog. So well, um, and right from the masters, right from the masters, and you know. Yeah, if you're someone that actually listens to the vinyl rather than just buying it to have around, you know, that, that stuff does matter. Well, then certainly those guys care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they had it, they had it mastered. You know, they, they took, obviously took it really seriously. They weren't just trying to, like, you know, uh, make a bunch of money and, and, and cut corners and that kind of thing. You know, they're, 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 everything's deluxe with those guys. So, which is great, you know. Um, I'm happy they did that. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice thing. And it's like, I'm not even a big, like, collector vinyl guy, but I was like, oh, that's a really, like, it's cool that those finally get to be, you know, on, like, nice, a nice package, like a nice package that is for the people. Yeah. Right. And they really push for it, too. And I mean, it would be something that would have been hard for us to get done, you know? Just, I mean, I, we don't, I don't think we even know anybody that works at Atlantic anymore that was there when we were there. <laughs> right. You know? Well, exactly. Because they turn over like uh, like crazy at places like that. And True. I mean, we, we didn't, by the end of us being there, we didn't know anybody really. That None of the people, there was nobody there that was there from the beginning and, and we were still on the label. So, you know. <laughs> what was one, one of, what's one of the most absurd things from the uh, Melvins stay? At Atlantic that you had to deal with or that you saw or just was interesting or funny? Oh, hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we didn't have any super bad experience or anything like that. It's not too bad, um, just kind of like, huh, weird. No, well, I mean, something just came up the other day, which is pretty funny. Um, 
we when Houdini came out, we played. I think it was uh, uh, CMJ or yeah, I think it was CMJ festival in New York, and uh, for promotion, Atlantic had rented out this hotel suite, presidential suite of this hotel, and um, uh, and we played in it and had this party, and I think they paid off some some uh, some of the hotel security to look the other way, but. Um, I remember that they were kind of hoping that, that the cops would come, you know, and break it up and then hear the story. Right. <laughs> like some, some photos, some photos of it surfaced the other day on Facebook and, um, our, I'm still friends with our a and guy that signed us. And, um, I just chimed in cause the cops didn't show up and, and, uh, you know, it was like, it turned into like a crazy food fight almost. And there was like, I remember there was like Skittles ground into the floor and the Nirvana guys showed up and like threw a bunch of like clam dip around and stuff like that. Um, but the cops never showed up and I'm like, Oh, we should have, we, I guess we had to bribe the cops. Why, why didn't we pay the cops to come and, come and arrest us? Yeah, I mean, you know, cause the whole, because the whole thing was a publicity stunt to begin with. It's like, you know, it would have been, yeah, like always get busted. Yeah. Yeah. Busted for clam dip. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, did you ever see the uh, uh, Super Bad? Did you ever see that movie, Super Bad? Yeah, yeah. The he like they're at the party and like uh you know like the, the cops are like quote unquote cool cops and then they're like hey can you just oh, right. can you like drag me out and like just. <laughs> I'm going to say some crazy stuff, but just like, it's cool. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And so he's like, you can't, screw you, you can't. Yeah, he's like freak, freak. And of course, all the girls are like, oh, wow, check it out. You know, like it's it's like uh, all impressive because, you know, it's like, oh, he's being dragged off to jail. Oh, my God. It's like right. that, that man. Anyway, that's a story about a movie I saw. So the, well, so then you think about those records and how like, you know, maybe like for some people, like maybe that's the only people that like know from you i mean do you feel do you feel like um you know there's always going to be someone that wants to hear hooch <laughs> right like well it, like I, yeah i suppose so i mean even for the longest time we hadn't been playing honey bucket and now we're playing it again you know and uh so i don't know it, like we we're talking earlier like some songs go away and we forget about them and but i mean you know i don't know why i mean I don't know why it didn't was gone for so long. You know, I guess we were just, you know, didn't want that to be the case where people always expected that. But um, I don't know. It's back there now. Are, are there any, <laughs> are there any, and, and you never know what's going to resonate with people, right? But are there any songs that you can think of that you're just like, oh, wow, I kind of thought that people might kind of be more into that, but all right, whatever, move on. Oh, that they would be more into something? Yeah, um, yeah probably. I mean, I can, we can, you can never tell yeah. what people are going to like and what they're not. You know, I remember when we made Lysol, thinking like, "Ah, oh, nobody's gonna like this." I mean, I liked it. You know, I think yeah. this is really cool, but, but um, I everybody's gonna hate this. And I mean, I was surprised that that people really liked it. Yeah, well, I it's... mean, people did hate it. People did hate it, but but then, but it really did have. You know, I mean, people really do like that record a lot. So, well, it's like people hated my war too. You know, like and sure. <laughs> so the... But I mean, I think that. That record kind of, you know, influenced, definitely influenced, like, you know, like the Sleep Guys and mm-hmm. probably a lot of stoner rock stuff or whatever, you know, and and others, you know, I mean, I've, 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 I've seen other people would have talked about that record, you know, and yeah, it's one of those ones where I just thought, yeah, like, I really like this, but nobody else is going to like it. So. 
well, and, and I was surprised. And, and one of the things I like about it is sort of like, okay, so it's, it's you know, you sort of, you guys doing that uh, th- that part of, of what you do, that style. And then there's also like, there's a flipper cover that's in there where it's sort of like, oh no, that's like a bit of a tip yeah. of hat, right? But it's sort of, and if you already knew a yeah. flipper, it's like, oh, well, yeah, cool. That's like, they're, you know, you can kind of see the cross corollary lines and everything with that. Um, yeah, but I guess I was talking mostly about, the, you know, the first song that's 18 yeah, the minutes one, long. The, <laughs> I know, I know the one of which you speak, yes. <laughs> that you can't skip because we didn't put any IDs in it. <laughs> well, and I think that that's, I mean, it's a bold move to uh, to start. I think when you start with a song like that, too, it's almost like you're daring someone to like like it. So there's always going to be someone that's <laughs> going to be like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm bearing down. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you close with the Alice Cooper song near the end. Like, it's the second to last one, right? Sure. And it's like, that's, you know, I, for even though I liked Alice Cooper band, I just didn't have that record. So for years, I thought that was one of your originals. And I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, with, uh, you know we, with all of our covers, we always try to make them our own. Uh, you know. Actually, we play that record. We actually play a lot of still. You know, we still do the big, long song, which, uh, so there wasn't any... There wasn't any song titles on that record. It just said on the back, it just said Buzz, Dale, and Joe. Yeah. And, and uh, um, um, I'm not, I mean, it, they had, there were titles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, right. So the first, the first song, the first long song is actually two songs. And it's the first one is called Hung Bunny. And then the second half, wherever you want to start it at, is called Roman Dog Bird. Not bird dog, Roman dog bird. And did you already? You always have titles with them, and just decided not to include them because you wanted to have it just be, you know, kind of the. I guess so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was art. It was art. It was yeah. an art move, for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, how 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 did the company respond to that, or did they? Because eventually, there's the lice all. Oh yes, right. Yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, you know, the the Lysol company. I mean, you know, we, we didn't really realize that anybody would care, or that 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 Lysol was uh, a uh, you know trademark. When you're you know, a small punk rock band on a small punk rock label, you don't really think about those kind of things. Right. Somehow, somehow they found found out about it, and and. Um, when they contacted Boner Records about it, and and they had to go to court, and pretty much he had to just you know, yeah, change the name basically. So unfortunately, they'd already printed up a bunch of the, the records, so you know you had to go through and and take the name off of all the printed ones. Yeah, that's so. that's uh and whatever you know. I mean, at least you can. I mean, I feel like. It could have gone even worse. I mean, look at uh, look at Tad with the uh, dyspepsy. You know, I mean, that was a that was a real horror show. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, that one we probably would have known, but so I don't know what happened to those guys. Anyway, did, did they get did they get in a bunch of trouble? Did they did they yeah, go to jail? It was, it was it was a bit of a thing. Let's put it that way. Some um, some some it goes better than others for that kind of thing, and uh, I, th- I think they got the kind of the. The raw end of the stick, so to speak. Uh, for yeah, that. that's too bad. I mean, we just, we really just weren't even thinking that that would be a thing, you know. <laughs> how do you, uh, how do you figure out what makes a good cover in Melvin's? 
cover song or cover art? Oh, I guess oh, both, uh, but I, I was thinking more of cover songs, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, good question. I mean, um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, we do so many. I mean, we've, the thing is, we've always done covers from the very beginning, and I've always liked to. And um, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's, some people can't jam or don't like to do that kind of thing, you know? Um, but we always have. You know, and even playing with like, you know, Steve McDonald now, it's like, even if he doesn't know the song, he'll like jump in and try to, you know, he'll know it or whatever. Yeah, I say you guys do, <laughs> uh, to do. was it a Sway at Soundcheck? Oh, you knew he played at the show too. Uh, oh, yeah. Back, and I was like, yeah, wow. we played it. Like, and, and, you know, I love the Stones, but I feel like uh, not not everyone would know, would even know that that's a Stones song necessarily if they're not like already a fan. So it was like one of those things where, like, wow, that's actually a really cool Stones cover. I didn't even think about that. Oh, right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, is um, is it, is it largely based on like whether you can do your own take on it, or is it like, hey, we really like this song, let's do this? No, it's just whatever, whatever way the wind blows. Really, you know. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think if there's any. There's songs that we've always jammed on that, um, like for years, that we've may have may have never even recorded. Um, one that came up the other day was uh, um, forever we've been playing this song it's just something that Buzz and I know and it's a Montrose song on the second Montrose record called I Got the Fire oh man second Montrose record jeez okay I don't, I'm, <laughs> it's, I, I, it's the it's the one good song on that record I was, was going to say like I, I remember <laughs> not being super stoked on it when I heard it but uh, no. I feel like Montrose Iron Maiden did it merit a revisit Iron, Iron Maiden did a really good cover of it early oh, on nice so, yeah. <laughs> well, that, and that's like Green Monolishi. I didn't realize that that was a Fleetwood Mac, a Peter Green Fleetwood Mac song for like a long time. I didn't, I didn't even know. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, um, I, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, that record in particular, that Judas Priest record, that that, you know, that song, that live record's great. It's you kind know, of like one of the song. gold standards of like badass live records, I would say. Yeah, sure. That one in Diamonds and Rust. Um, now that that's a great cover song. Judas Priest doing a Joan Baez song about Bob Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like all these Inception levels of uh, of referential things, but uh, you know it's, it kicks ass. That's the important thing is that it kicks ass. It's great. It's a great version. Oh, you know one thing we one that we never talked about is uh, the MC Five song that uh, you oh yeah around. Um, was it Stoner Witch or was it? It was it was, it was the Atlantic era. I remember that it was it was like on one of the singles. Um, I, well, we we did too. We did uh, um, on the Houdini vinyl edition. We did uh, 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 Ramalama Fa Fa Fa. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Rocket producer. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. What was the other one you did? And then, well, we also did um, when we were doing the Stoner Witch record. Buzz's wife Mackie was doing artwork for a Wayne Kramer record that was going to come out on Epitaph, and and we're like, oh fuck, well we should call him up and and maybe see if he wants to come record a song, and so somehow I got elected to call him up. <laughs> and, <laughs> you get the short straw. <laughs> and we're like, hey, yeah, well, I mean, it was just kind of like, oh, let's see if he wants to come down here, and and so I called him up and and said that we're recording, we're recording down at A and M Records or A and M Studios. 
and uh, which was the, the great, amazing studio. And we're wondering if maybe you'd want to come down and record something. And he's like, sure, what? And I'm like, ah, MC5 song, yeah. you know? And he's like, okay. And so he had already been working up uh, a cover of Poison, which is on, is that on High Time? Yeah, it's, I think. I think it's, a, yeah, it's a second record, I believe. I remember right. I'll, I'll fact check that. I think it's on high time. I, I think you're. I think you're right. It's the one. That, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's back in the USA. Yeah, it's you're right. Time. You're right. It's. Uh, it's totally on high time. My bad. Uh, right. So, yeah. The third. So depending we, on how you count it, so, either the second or the third album. <laughs> depending on you know if you have where you. Right. It. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, he came down. We learned it really quickly and recorded it, and it came out great. And and um, I mean, we you know, he's like, "Well, what are you guys going to do with this?" And I'm like. I mean, we didn't think we were going to put it on the record, but we're, you know, we're going to use it for something. Yeah. And so the trade-off was like, can I use it on, on, he wanted to use it for his solo record. And we're like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was great. You know, and, 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 you know, we were big MC5 fans. So that was a cool thing to do. Did you see the MC50 shows? Uh, Did we talk about that? no i missed i missed them but i i saw them when they came through with what the you know i guess most official version of the band right with, right with uh you know dennis thompson and and um uh and uh, um uh mike mike uh, uh what's the bass player's name uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Michael, Mike Hunt. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I, for some reason, I never think about the bass player in MC5. Well, uh, they're all kick ass. I don't know why. Let me. Let me. Let me yeah. check this. Um, Michael Davis. Michael Davis. Yeah. There you go. Beat you to it. I didn't even look it up. Uh, the. Uh, I saw I saw those MC50 shows and they were fa- they were fantastic and oh great actually, yeah was was Kim playing guitar with them yeah and uh, my buddy Brandon was on cool. drums and uh, Bill Gould oh right yeah on bass and um, it was great it was I mean and I, I was sort of like oh wow like you know he's almost as old as my dad and still is like bringing the damage Wayne Kramer like he's you know like Wayne yeah doing doing, doing the moves like you know all of it I was like wow this is this is really cool like it was really cool just because it was you know the songs are good but it also was like fuck yeah man you get it boy <laughs> to, to a certain degree well, uh actually you know I forgot to mention he said hello uh because I talked I talked oh great I talked to him after the show uh, full disclosure, he was more interested in Tony's wife than uh, either of us. But uh, <laughs> but he said he said to say hello because uh, I, I oh nice came up. So uh, the only reason I thought of that is because you mentioned uh, doing the song with him. Uh, and what about so what about the other one? What about um, Ramalama Fa Fa Fa? What about uh, doing that one? Because that's that's kind of another one where like I only knew kick literally only knew kick out the jams for like years and not even the album, the song. And then like, just I, the song. Th- yeah. and then I just finally, you know, for whatever reason, like I was obsessed with the Stooges, but I only knew that song. Then I got the records and then I, and I was like, Oh shit. Like I thought this was a Melvin song. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I was a kid, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was like, right, sure. <laughs> I wasn't the encyclopedia well, that, of banal no, that... musical minutia that I am now. No, I mean, you know, they're, they were a obscure band, mostly. I didn't know who they were until I joined the Melbournes. Those guys knew all kinds of 
bands that I had no idea of. Yeah. You know, that's where I first heard the Stooges and MC5. And, and um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't even know why we did that song. I think we were just thinking of like, you know, a, a cover song to do for whatever reason. You know, and that one ended up being the one. Um, I know I played bass on it, on the recording, as well as drums, because um, Lori was actually out of the band by that point. But um, other than that, yeah, I don't remember. Don't remember much. Then you also had the. Um, what, what, you had that record some sometime back that was the. Uh, you had the different people doing songs with you. Like you did the, the uh, Venom song with. Um, oh, yeah. Scott. The Everyone Loves Sausages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. How could I forget that? Yeah, we did. <laughs> right. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, the Venom song with Scott Kelly. Warhead. Yep. Um, wait, we did Warhead and... and uh, um, that late period King oh, song, which totally kicks ass. Oh, right, with Clem Burke on drums. Yeah. And uh, um, we did a Scientist song with with Mark from Mudhoney. Um, we did uh, two Bowie songs with, uh, with uh, Jim Thurwell from uh, Fetus, um, which he told us um, that he had... He knew Carlos Alomar, and I think he was maybe going to see if he would play on it at first, but that didn't wow. happen. But um, he had finally met Bowie, um, and it was, I don't know, not too long before he passed away, but um, Bowie was aware that we had done those with him. So, oh. and I don't I don't know, I don't really know. I mean, I, I'm guessing he probably knew who the Melvins were, but he, I mean, he at least knew that we had done those songs. So... Um, you know, Paige from Helmet actually had played with Bowie for a while. Get out. Seriously? He's, he's got some, yeah, he's got some really good stories about like, well, I know that he told me that, you know, when he got that gig, he worked one-on-one with, with Bowie, learning the songs that he wanted to do. Uh, and, you know, just like, yeah, just, yeah, just he and Bowie working together. That would, that seemed pretty amazing. Well, if I ever get him on the show, I now know one of the things I'm going to talk to him about. Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> ask him, ask him about hangover Hamilton. Nice. Okay. Filing that away. If you, hopefully, if you, if you, hopefully I'll remember If that. you ever talk to Paige, Paige Hamilton, hangover Hamilton. Hangover Hamilton. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> ask him what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have, uh, there, there's that, the jam song that's on there too. Uh, oh yes. Then these, um, uh, uh, um, not, well, it's not originally by Ram Jam, but I know the Ram Jam version, uh, Oh right, yeah. Of uh, uh, yeah. Black Betty, there you go. Um, Ramalam, right. there you go. <laughs> Ramalam. <laughs> uh, there, there's a there was a there was a good amount of Black Betty memes going around a while ago, and I wish I could remember any of them because they they made me laugh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, it was like product names uh, and was, uh, oh Black Betty Grandma's Jam. Yeah, exactly. That type of thing, right? <laughs> I love that stuff. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the yeah yeah. So what? So how'd you pick those ones? Was that was that sort of like you pick the song and then you pick the person that's doing it with you? Uh, you know, did you? Yeah. Yes, pretty much. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, with Scott Kelly, it was like, oh yeah, he'd be perfect for like Venom. You know, that that would be great. And then uh, um, we did the Queen songs. And we're like, oh, who could we get for that? And you know, this this band, Tweetbird, yeah, <laughs> he's he's got the voice. We've, we've, 
yeah yeah you know we were like oh that would be perfect you know and um, that one came out really good too i like i like the uh the queen songs um um yeah clem burke played drums on that on that kinks song at least one of them um and then uh i don't know what else we did there's the well I mean, we mentioned the, the bowie songs oh the brian ferry the um uh roxy music oh roxy of course with yeah. jello which which um obviously that you know that one was was perfect have you uh have you kept up with jello at all like what's what's that guy up to i haven't i haven't talked to him in a while um actually i owe him i owe him a a text back he um what did he, he sent me something the other day um I'm trying to think of what it was. It might have been one of those Bernie memes or something. <laughs> oh yes, it was. It was. It was. Um, I know which one it was. It was the Bernie on a Black Sabbath record cover. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's what's going on with uh, Red Cross? There were some Red Cross plans before COVID hit. Yeah, there was. We were planning on, on uh, touring in Europe, and um, probably would have done a, a U.S. tour as well. Uh, we're hoping to still tour in support of the uh, record that we made. That has a, uh, that Beyond badass the Sparks cover that's sort of like the... Yeah, right. <laughs> done, my way. Done in rock, rock when do I get to... Yeah, when do I get to sing when, my way? When do I, yeah. Which is a great song, you know, that, you know... Uh, I mean, it's, it's so different from the uh, original it, that Stephen had the vision for that is, is pretty amazing, you know? Uh, I think they liked it too, which is cool. I um, love that there's a documentary about those dudes now. Like I'm, I just saw that. Yeah, no, I mean, I just saw, I just saw that it's that it's like oh, finally okay. going to be out. So, yeah, I think maybe Stevens in it. I know, I think he said that he did some filming for it, but I'm not sure. I, I, want, I wanted to get impress him for, for. Yeah, I was going to say he was played with them. Like actually, when. When I had him on, I think I drilled him on Sparks information for like the first fifteen minutes or so. So. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he ended up. Yeah, he was playing with them for a while, and he even did this thing where they played like every record they ever yeah, made, and like I think oh, twenty-two he, he learned, nights or something. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, he learned some ins- insane amount of Sparks records, and so. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I hope he's in the documentary because that was the one thing I was. I was like, first of all, I was like, whoa. Secondly, it was like, I can't wait to see that. Thirdly, it was like, I wonder if Steven's in it, because he should be in it, if anyone should be in it that I can think of. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's that's a story about Stephen McDonald, maybe in the Sparks documentary, and maybe not, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Red Cross was the, that's on that last Red Cross record, which is great. And you didn't really get the chance yeah. to do, you, there was Europe stuff planned, there was a whole thing planned. Right, right. right. I mean, well, we had done a big tour. We did the tour with the Melvins, um, uh, like a big U.S. tour where we did 54 shows. So we did do that, you know. Um, now our tour in Europe is postponed. It's supposed to be being rescheduled, but I guess, you know, we just have to wait this whole yeah, thing out we'll and see. see. So, we'll also but, say like, you know, every single band tries to, to reschedule their tours all at the same time too, right? Oh, I know. I know. That's going to be the thing too. Sorry, Hoobastank you know, has got it that night's reserved. Yeah, I just like saying Hoobastank. Yeah, uh, well... I've, I've never. I don't right. know what that band even sounds like, but they're called Hoobastank, so I can't possibly like it. No, now you're gonna have to look them up and see. Yeah, maybe they're great. They're probably not great. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't name one of their songs either. 
but anyway, yeah, point of fact is that, like, the idea is at some point you're going to make those dates up. And, uh, like, but I guess what where I'm driving at with it is that, you know, it, it, we're just in these weird, unprecedented times where it's like people that have records that came out. It's like, okay, well, got a whole new record now. Wrote, you know, wrote a new record during the quarantine. And, uh, all right, what do you do now? Do you just, like, is that like the lost volume of whatever? Do you just move forward? Do you like wait and do those? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll just wait and see what happens, you know. Hopefully we can get back to playing some live stuff, you know. But I think that, um, you know, yeah, it'll be nice to get back together and hopefully, um, um, you know, we, we haven't been doing anything this whole time, Red Cross, that is. So hopefully when we do finally get back together, we can come up with some new stuff as well. You know, something I realized, I don't think I've ever talked to you about this in any fashion, but on the, um, like, the there was a, the, the trilogy, The Maggot, Bootlicker, and The Crybaby, uh, the CDs, they're, like, sequenced so they start in between songs. Like, like it's sort of, like, not normally where the song starts. Well, there's an index in the middle of each song, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it does start at the beginning. So, yeah, was the uh, idea that you want to force people to, like, listen to, the, listen to it beginning to end? Was that the idea? I, I don't, I, I, I can't remember what we were thinking, you know, we're like, <laughs> I mean, I remember doing it. I remember we were mastering the record at fantasy with George Horn yeah. and, um, and that we came up with the idea of doing IDs in the middle of the song. I can't, you know, in case you want to go to the middle of the song for whatever reason. So, but what we didn't realize, which is really good. was that when we did that, that was right around the time when, things were starting to be uh, illegally put online. Mm-hmm. And somehow that somehow that screwed people up doing that. Yeah, because if they download the song, so, they're only going to get like the back two thirds of it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it, some, somehow, somehow somebody made it that, that like we inadvertently like screwed up people being able to like rip the CD. But, but that wasn't the so, idea behind it. That wasn't like the no. goal, right? You sure it was? Of course it was. No, no, yeah, right. So, but then now I don't know. Like I haven't really looked on um, on iTunes to see if there's still like, you know, is there more than than one ID per song? I don't know. Because then you'd have to pay like a dollar for half the song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> For me, if I want to listen to those records, I just listen to them all the way through. But, like, that's fine. I, I actually am a guy that normally listens to records rather than, like, you know, hey, Spotify, play me whatever the hell you want. No, don't do that. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's not me. It's got to mess with that. It, it's got to really mess with it if, it if it's not, you know, fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, and, well, the reason why I thought of it is because we talked about the uh, um, the Peter Green Fleetwood slash Priest Green Monolishi. And I was thinking about the fact, like, oh, yeah, like, that's like, it starts in the middle of that, just like the rest of the record. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and I, uh, um, did, for the original idea for those, was it like, hey, let's do all the, you know, all the rippers, like, aggro ones on one, then we'll have, like, a more kind of no distortion on it, kind of quiet and weird one? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to make two completely different records, or three different completely three different records, you know, that were all different from each other. Um, yeah, we did all those at, uh, at louder studios, which was Tim Green's studio and he had it in his house. And, um, we did the, the, the maggot 
the crazy heavy metal sounding one that's noisy. Um, that one we, we wanted. That one we made it sound like you know, like like every song ended ended with your speakers blowing up. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a very aggressive sound. Like aggressive music with an aggressive, yeah. like literally an aggressive sound. Like not right. Not Iggy mix of raw power aggressive, but you know, pretty aggressive. Right. We wanted to make it to where you, the person would be going my speakers and like jump for their volume knob. Um, <laughs> And then once we finished that record, we tore everything down and reset up and we're going, okay, now we're going to record this record and it's going to be completely different. And I don't think we used any amps. I think everything was direct. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, Cause that's got such a, that's a weird kind of cold, like almost, um, almost like eighties post-punk kind of feel to it, you know, just kind of like yeah. austere. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I like that one a lot. I think it came out good, you know, and, and it was definitely a, a departure. What was the, uh, was the crybaby as it was conceived and came out? Like, well, how does, how does that match? Like, uh, we knew that one was going to be with guest stars. Yeah. You know, so the, the, and it, you know, easier because most of them were covers. I think there's a few originals, but I think, you know, isn't it mostly covers? There's a bunch of them. There's like the Jesus Lizard one uh, with Yao, and then there's um, God. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Well, the, the one with you did with Patton is original, right? Uh, that one's original. Then there's one another one. Tool. That one's original. God, I, don't... I, I remember. The, the, oh, there's one really good cover on there. I'm trying. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny. Really the, good one. You know, it's it's funny the way my brain is wired. Sometimes, like, which one is it? What would he possibly be? I'm like, oh yes. Well, I forgot about it too until just now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, was, I thought you were talking about Ramblin' Man for a minute. I'm like, yeah, it is a good cover. You're right. I was like, oh wait, no, like that one came out good too. Yeah, I did. But yeah, no, <laughs> do, doing doing uh, smells like Teen Spirit with Leif Garrett. That was the one. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Um, well, I remember we were walking down the street with Greg Workman, who's the guy that runs Ipecac, and we're like, oh, well, you know, what would be a good, you know, I think maybe he even said like, like, oh, you guys should get like some 70s star, you know, that was like yeah. somebody who was like big in the 70s who maybe isn't, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, like Peter Frampton. That would be really cool, yeah, yeah. you know. It would be cool. And then I think, <laughs> and then, right. Well, and then, it, and then it was like, I mean, it was right around that time when you know the Leif Garrett story was on VH1 and all that. And I think, I think it was Greg was like, I wish. What about Leif Garrett? Like, oh yeah, wow, you know. And so, I think he just made a phone call or two and kind of found found him and asked him if he wanted to do it. You know, and he was down. He kind of, I think he knew kind of our connection and liked Nirvana and so was down for it. You know, but the fun part with him was like, we ended up going on tour with him. I was going to say, you brought him with on some shows. I remember that. Yeah. We did. Well, his, see, his originally it was going to be his band was going to open. And then somehow he decided he, what wouldn't wasn't going to do it with the band, but still wanted to go, <laughs> and just to be on tour. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and like, and so, and do that song. He'd come yeah. out and do that song with us, and so, and then we, so we worked out a couple of songs to do with him. Yeah, you know, and um, we did that one, and then we did "Now I'm Here" by Queen. 
Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah he's that's right in his uh, right down the wheelhouse for him. Sure. Yeah. Right. Or was so, it? No, it was fine. I mean, okay. and he, you know, well, well, he's actually on a Queen record. So, is he really? You know, no kidding. Yes, yeah. he is. He, huh. he's saying he's got he's got the best Hollywood stories I've ever heard. I'm and sure. one of them was about one of them was about meeting Queen and hanging out with them and and recording with them. So, well, there you that, go. That's pretty cool. And yeah. how how was how was he on tour? Was that okay? It was a bit of a handful, but I mean, I really, I think I really liked him. He, he was really, he really was a good guy. Yeah. You know, just troubled. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, but, and, and just, I mean, I, you know, I should get his book because I mean, he did have the, the most insane stories I've ever heard, you know, just about like he was Brooke Shields first date stories about, uh, dating Tatum O'Neill and what that was like dealing with her dad. Wow. And, <laughs> and you know, um, partying with with Hunter S. Thompson uh, uh, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Not, maybe not at the same time, but just like, you know, and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, he, he's got such a wild story, you know. I'd read it. In fact, I might order it after we're done talking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I keep forgetting about it. You know, I mean, it, like, was, we were stuck in a van with him for like, you know, a big long drive, and he just kept talking about all this stuff, you know, and and it was just insane. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, you know? who, needs like, the, yeah, who needs the radio? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like, oh yeah, I I I delivered some uh, some leads to John Belushi on the set of uh, of of the Blues Brothers, you know, yeah, 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 NBD, yeah. that type of stuff, you know, yeah, I'm friends with your know, friends with John Belushi, you know, I walk into his trailer and he's like snorting coke and eating sushi, you know, like that kind of stuff, it's just like just wow. <laughs> Bet that'd be pretty entertaining, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, I actually, I'm glad we we're talking about that record because I had the uh, just I haven't heard it in a long time, but I had the uh, that mine is no disgrace. I had that I had that song stuck in my oh, yeah, day for like right. no reason, which was um, Thurwell. Thurwell's on that, right? Is uh, that was yeah. How did that all come together? Was that like a you send him something or like you guys all do it together? Yeah. No, we sent him tracks, and then he came up with stuff on top of it. So, and I think, yeah, I don't, I can't remember what else he added to it, but we, yeah, we just um, sent him the song and let him go with it. It's a good tune. There's a, there's a lot going. There's, there's some, there's some really cool lines in there. Actually, like it was one of the things where it stuck in my head. I was like, I should listen to that. <laughs> and they threw it on. I was like, yeah, this, yeah, this holds up. This is still good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Dude, this has been great. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, man, I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a while. What's it's been a while. That? It's 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 been a while. I mean, I haven't seen anyone in a while, but you know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hopefully, there's gonna be an endpoint at this at some point. Um. Yeah, I think I asked. I think I asked you the whole uh, "Why do you do what you do?" last time, and you had a pretty good answer. But if you got anything you want to amend to that. <laughs> Why do I do? 
Yeah, well, oh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what I told you that the last time, but um, I don't remember either. But it was I really did. good. I really liked it. Right. <laughs> so no pressure. Well, but why do you do what I you know, do? I know. Do? I, I know. I stole this from somebody, but you know, um, I, I do what I do because I have to, and I have to because I can. I think Rush said that first. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gonna steal, steal from the best, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. All right, brother. This has been great. Cool, man. Yes, thanks for having me on. Um, my new record, Rat-a-tat-tat, it's out. Buy that. Melvin's working with God coming out this month, very soon. Buy that. And we'll see you on Valentine's Day. Melvin's, Melvin's uh, uh, Valentine's Day episode with the DCB, the Dale Clover Band opening. And... Um, Five bucks, Fugazi prices. I was gonna say that's a totally Fugazi price. You're right. Yeah, that's that's it a, is. Yeah, hard hard to uh, hard to argue with, especially with the dearth of right. live entertainment in, in the state. Exactly. All right, brother. Take care, man. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Oh, there goes Mister Dale Carova. Love that dude. Let's do, uh, let's play some of it. This is a ratatatat. I'm seeing it correctly now. Uh, this is Shark Like Overbite. Yeah.
Shark Like Overbite, Dale Crover, Ratatats Tats. This is Brian the Horse Face Goon, which is off of the. Uh, yeah, yeah, let it go. Let it go, man. Brian the Horse Face Goon. Horse face goon. That's off of Working with God by the Melvins. It's my uh, it's my guest Dale Crover on the uh, on the old drums here. Live listeners, stay tuned. Sonic Roulette, music on with music off. Lori Barbero, Babes in Toyland. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been Protonic Reversal. ProtonicReversal.com for the archives. Oh, thank you. Oh, very much. The horse face goon. That's Melvin's. That's Melvin's 1983, technically. If we're going to be a, a technical type about it. Dale Cover on the bass for that one. On the bass. Mike Dillard on the drums and Buzz Osborne on vocals. Uh, uh, hey. This has been. Another episode of Conan Neutron's Proton Reversal. Thank you so much for listening to it. I'd like to thank my guest. Secret and explicit friend. <laughs> Dale Grover. The Mighty Melvins. Dale Grover Band, etc., etc. I think I successfully did not make a self-referential reference that I can make. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You tell me. 
the name of the show is Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. Thank you very much for listening to it. This show airs Radio Nope. RadioNope.com, Thursdays, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea. ProtonicReversal.com for the archives. Patreon.com slash ProtonicReversal. To support the show and to get episodes I've got sooner. 50,000 watts of power. $1 a month will get you there if that's a thing that you're interested in. Uh, thanks, everyone, for sharing reviews of the show, sharing the episodes around. That, that's, all, uh, that's all helpful. Show's on YouTube now. Sometimes there's video. Sometimes there isn't. You ain't the boss of me. This microphone turns sound into electricity. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Always appreciate it. Uh, maybe I don't say that. Can you enough. hear me now? Out on Route Stay 128, you're dark and lonely. Take it easy. Got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the... It's the end of radio! The last announcer plays the last record! The last what? Leaves the transmitter! Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? 
Is it really broadcasting if there's no one there to receive? It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day.